0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert. As
1: always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. It's Peacemaker Day. I'm excited. First three are out. Look, I'm saying the hot take now. Marvel fans, don't get upset at me, but I'm just saying the first three episodes of Peacemaker were better than every Marvel TV show that dropped last year. I feel confident in saying that. Like, man. Excited to talk about that show. Excited to talk about Cena. Told y'all Cena would be a star. And now people are like, wow, Cena was supposed to get cast in like some Marvel shit as Cable. Like Kevin Feige turned Cena down like three times. Uh, Cena got turned down for Shazam and everybody like, oh, you know, doing the backtracking thing like should this, should Cena have gotten casted before? No, I think this is the perfect role for Cena. And I think James, James Gunn understands him. I do think he will be a star after this, but Boy, Peacemaker. Let me not jump the gun. Super excited to talk about that show, and um, you know, we got some got some news to talk about as well. And then I got a tin and for you this week. I rewatched it.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk about Peacemaker later. Um, I think that it brings a new era, new element to the comic book era of film and television. Um, you know, I don't know how it rates among other things but i do know that it's completely its own thing and no i didn't tell you I've definitely, rates. it's, it's, it's okay. definitely gonna be running <laughs> shit is it's great. great you know it's definitely it it's gonna be a lot to talk about for sure but it uh we're also going to talk about boba fett yeah and boba this was the vice of week for star wars fans which of course it was <laughs> and you know everyone comes comes together episode two and it's like oh yeah this is dope and then episode three comes along and then everyone just like, you know, can't can't stay out of there. I, I saw own way. Star
1: Wars fans like I saw Star Wars fans wild, and they were like, "Look what Star Wars did to my favorite character! Look at how my favorite character is being used!" I was like, "Whoa, dude, was an action figure!" Like, calm down.
0: <laughs> yeah, too too many people. That was the always the the danger of approaching uh, <laughs> spin off television series with beloved characters, or you know, even like doing more so than the movies. Uh, like how it did Luke and all of them in the sequels, is that that everyone had built for decades their own fans. ideals, yeah. and, and that they're this, they're this characters the liberties supposed to present because you know I won't talk about it too much, but the Boba Fett in the Legends canon, dope, mm. his story dope, but uh, yeah, is so, this Boba not
1: dope to you? Like I
0: don't, oh, but I think he's dope. Like it's just like it's different stuff and you gotta accept like the realities of the two different cases. Like yeah. what no, happened look, with that story is completely different than what happened with this guy. But, but I mean, I think that Robert Rodriguez is great. I, mean, I have I do too. I think it reminds me of Robert Rodriguez. I mean, yeah, I get,
1: about. I get what you're talking about though. That that's happening in the one piece community right now. Like people have been making theories up for years about like Kaido and like what's going on with Luffy right now. And should Luffy be this strong? And like, people are upset, but like, makes sense to me like i like i accept with like the right see i only get upset when like when it doesn't like stand true to who characters are for example i had a big argument in the discord the other week i was so upset they had me hot they were talking about oh riddler doesn't look cool like this doesn't look like riddler comic book accurate riddler for the batman should should we be worried i'm like as long as Riddle, like as long as matt reeves understands who this character is then i don't give a damn what he looks like we've seen Zack snyder get people look looking look to a t and he doesn't understand the characters if riddler's going for this zodiac killer look in style but still placing riddles along everywhere then what the fuck is the issue my man like the riddles okay. are there like the the the, the person that Challenges Batman on a mental level is there? Like that's that's Riddle's character to a T. I don't care if he's not walking around with a cane and a suit.
0: I well, was my argument for for that would be: Did you
1: not like Heath Ledger? Exactly. That's, that's a whole mean, yeah, That, no that was a comic book accurate. And then it, it it basically changed how people did Joker from now on. Like people, some people put scars in. Some people, it just it depends in the comics and like you know it's just, so yeah I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. Say la vie. But hey, can I tell you my tenant theory before we start? Because I don't know if it fits anywhere else. I rewatched right. it. It was fucking great, man. Like, oh my gosh. I, like, I think you were about to say it was trash or something. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm even higher on tenant now than I was when we first watched it. I forgot first watched it with me. Like, I forgot we went to the movies together and that was like the last movie she ever saw with me because she doesn't go with me now. Like, I go with people I work with at work. And she was like, yeah, you were talking the whole time. And I've been re- waiting to rewatch this till the perfect moment. And like the other night, I was like, you know what, I'm not doing nothing. Fuck it run it. And I ran it and bro, it's incredible. Like spoilers for a movie that's been out for forever. So I don't give a fuck, but when, in the beginning, when Neil gets him, when he meets Neil for the first time, for the fucking first time, he, Neil orders whatever he drinks in a diet Coke and John Damon Washington's like, how'd you know what I want? And he's like, Oh, you must've done your research. And Neil winks at him. and's like, I know what you want. And it's fucking because Neil has worked with him for fucking 10 years. And that's like the flash forward shit. And the whole time they're laying the groundwork for everything that happens after the entire time. The bitch diving off and she's telling the original story and she's like, man, I thought he dove off. No, bitch, that's you diving off. Like, no, man, like it it just flows. So perfectly, and I need. But see, this scares me because Quinn, because Christopher Nolan doesn't work with Warner Brothers anymore. It scares the shit out of me. Can we get a tenant too? Like, does Warner Brothers own that? Like,
0: I don't know. I mean, I think it's like Inception, where it's going to be one of those movies that you never get uh, anything after it because like, like the they, how can the, you top that? I don't. The think whole
1: ending it. is talking about the millions of missions that Neil and the protagonist, John David Washington, go on. Like, oh, I would watch three more movies.
0: Three more. Movies. What would be, a, what's more upsetting is that he's not working with Warner Brothers so that this couldn't become an HBO Max series with John David Washington.
1: I fuck with that too. Like, and he hate, but he hates TV.
0: Like, that's true.
1: Ugh. So, so sad we'll never get to see it. And like, oh, it's so great. Every, like Aaron, I wish Aaron Taylor Johnson had more to do in that fucking movie. He's like the yeah. third of their, like he's part of their team that works in the future. Like he's the third guy, like, oh man, we, we needed another movie, ATJ, would have been nah man. Nah, they set it up, fuck. And then uh, I wanted my man to love Catherine DeBecky. He <laughs> couldn't, like the whole time. That's what I wanted the second time. I was like, fuck yeah, John David, that white guy's mad that you're fucking his bitch. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> the entire time. And I'm I'm rocking with it. My guy's looking suave. I was just like, fuck yeah, this is better than James Bond. This it is, is fucking Let's it. Let's go.
0: It is. And then you know, it gets you super pumped again for the Batman. It, because of I, Robert Pattinson, because no. he's a baller.
1: You read my fucking mind the whole time. I'm sitting there, I'm like, fuck yeah, John David, i fuck with you. But I'm sitting there like, that's the fucking Batman. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. And see. It's so great that this is on there because I feel like and this is a hot take. This is the hot take that I had. I feel like that is this generation's born identity because born identity is on HBO Max right now. And it's like that was Matt Damon subverting the fucking spy genre in the early 2000s and doing his version of James Bond that's more serious, more grounded. And yes, this is not when I say that this is this is uh, Nolan's version of James Bond. But like with more sci-fi elements and it just reminds me of just this generation's born i didn't with like fucking john david washington being the protagonist i'm in it i'm in it
0: fucking a good time to have like a new franchise like that because we've been seeing it try to get redone and that's probably what they're trying to do with the extraction but it's trash so
1: they're gonna give us like three more extractions no give us three more tenants (laughs) like i do not need to see tyler rake we don't even know john david's name he's just the fucking protagonist
0: exactly but um but yeah like that kind of jumps into our first news story so let's jump right in uh thoughts on the pg-13 batman robert pattinson the pg-13 movie a lot of people are like oh are we not gonna get as dark as we want to and i don't think that's
1: yeah, I don't think that's the case either. Like, like it doesn't have to be R to fucking. They have to. They have to sell merchandise at the end of the fucking day. It's Batman. Like now, now this means there's not gonna be a lot of f words. That's,
0: yeah. that's what I think this one means. I think. Yeah. I think we're gonna get all the violence and everything that we would get in the range. No cursing, but just no f words. Yeah, now that's really that, that's really what puts movies over the top when it comes to censorship.
1: Exactly. So. Like because when when you see how he attacked brutally attacked that guy in the first one. Like, that tells me what we're going to know about the violence. And like the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger was it went there and like it was PG-13. Well, I, and they never really in Batman in general,
0: you never really like are just looking at some dude get pummeled in space, like, you know, get all deformed or anything like that. It's not like it's never what it's about.
1: And if I'm being honest, it makes yeah. sense why Suicide Squad and Peacemaker are so dark, because those are villains and they kill people. Batman's not yeah. killing anybody, like you said. Like Batman's gonna kick someone's ass, but he's not killing anybody. And like you said, Batman doesn't say fuck. Like, like he's like he's not Harley Quinn just out here dropping f bombs.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, and I don't feel like the the characters that we put in this movie are really really represent that kind of uh, representation either, because those aren't you know, Penguin and Riddle are not people who run with Harley Quinn, Peacemaker, you know yeah so you know it kind of melds to that story for batman but i mean i'm i'm fine with it but sense, riddler's 100 gonna be a serial something. killer
1: and it's gonna go there like yeah we see the mayor's face off taped up like that's not fucking dark like uh, doesn't have to be R. like again they're still trying to so I, I guarantee you some parents gonna take be do just like my dad did and take my brother to see the Dark Knight, and he was too fucking young. Somebody's gonna do that and take their kid to this new Batman, and that kid's gonna be scarred. I swear, my little brother's terrified of certain shit because of that.
0: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would just like Batman Begins. I think would have been even worse because there's some stuff in Batman Begins that is scary. Like,
1: <laughs> oh is- yeah, when the scarecrow mask and all that shit.
0: Yeah, and all yeah. the stuff with the bats and. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's,
0: Fuck it's yeah. Scary. Um, but, yeah, so we also, you mentioned before we started that the the Batgirl. Oh, yeah, um, the picture dropped. Yeah, the picture dropped. I fuck with it. Yeah, it looks good. I think, the, you yeah, know, the, for all those people who want comic accurate suits, I mean. That's I like it. That's it right there. And,
1: like, the thing is, the only thing, the only thing I criticize, and it's because, like i'm rocking the 13 now and this is not to brag but like my hd is pretty good so i'm like what the fuck's on her head so i zoom in and like you can see i don't like the pattern of the helmet like if you ever get a chance go look at that picture zoom in on her helmet and just look at the pattern of it i just don't like that like other than that the suit's great and like if, if if this person is in the peacemaker Suicide Squad world, then cool. I want to know more about this person. Like I'm interested in seeing because I feel like at something in HBO Max is about to connect like HBO Max not letting James gonna do all this shit and be great and like have a Batman with Michael Keaton and, and a bad girl that is taking over for Michael Keaton and not having the Harley Quinn shit connecting to that universe. Like point points about to do that. Like if it's not connecting Robert Pattinson, it's definitely connecting this to that. So.
0: For sure. I mean, Yeah, I feel like that Harley has to find a way to incorporate herself because, I mean, she is the and connector she, of all.
1: And she's in Birds of Prey and that Black Canary is in this movie. So there you go. I assume uh, that this is the Peacemaker the next, universe. So it should
0: be the Peacemaker universe. Yeah.
1: Yep. So I'm interested. Like, I have to be now because, like, they're doing great shit and I want to see what this bad girl's about. And I don't think Michael Keaton's putting his name on something if it's not going to be decent. Like Michael Keaton's about to be—he's in this for the long haul. He's about to be old man Bruce. He's yeah, the he leader like, of the maybe, Justice maybe League. Com-
0: he's like maybe this comic book sh- book shit is in the bag again. Maybe I need to <laughs> you know get my bag and get back into Batman. His Batman—that's
1: crazy. That like that is nuts. I mean,
0: he's like, also doing Vulture stuff too. So I mean, it's just like he's all—he's getting old the comic book money.
1: It is nuts, dude. Is about to lead the Justice League. And give us, like, a quasi-Batman Beyond story, but with Batgirl. Crazy.
0: Crazy. Um, But next story we have is the 25th season of South Park will premiere Wednesday, February 2nd on Comedy Central. I know you're Um, excited And that that is only on Comedy Central. Oh, okay. So Paramount Plus subscribers will not get the newest episodes of South Park as they come onto the streaming service. You'll only be able to watch South Park on Comedy Central. Or on ComedyCentral.com.
1: Oh, so you won't be able to watch on Hulu the, the day after or anything? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay.
0: So um, that's the catch. But I mean, if you have uh, YouTube TV, you oh, can record just
1: it. recorded, yeah, facts. Okay, cool.
0: Uh, and that brings us into the trailers because there was a teaser for the South Park trailer. Um, oh, speaking of trailers, seconds. real
1: quick, let me tell the people that how I how I how how we're up on things. Moon Knight trailer, that's going to be out. We're not going to be able to talk about it. It's coming out during the football game tomorrow. Um, yeah. Yeah, during the wild card shit. So we won't be able to talk about that. But I saw the teaser. Looked pretty good. You know, Oscar Isaac looks decent. Interested in who Ethan Hawke's playing. And before people say Mephesto, I don't think Ethan Hawke is signing up to be Mephesto for the long term. Like, he looks Mephesto-y, but I feel like he's going to be like some other dark, demon, vampire-type shit.
0: To... Someone, who, someone who knows the Moon Knight comic comment in the Discord and be like, that's yeah. who he's going to play. Exactly.
1: Cause... But I only think it's going to be for one thing. I don't think we're going to see Ethan Hawke in multiple things.
0: No, so... he's getting too big again. Yeah. Uh, But that brings us into the trailers. Uh, Linda, which ones didn't you watch? And I'll
1: start with those real quick. I didn't watch uh, X, and I didn't watch Inventing Anna. Everything else. All right, so X is a... A24 horror starring
0: most notably Jenna Ortega um, and Ooh. maybe Samantha. She was the chick from You and oh. on, on You Season 2 she was like the young girl and she's in like some other stuff.
1: Only girl she's I know from all. You is, is, is Beth or Bex. And fucking yeah. and, and I, I know this. No, I know her by name. Don't you dare, Victoria Paljarecki, or like Victoria something. Oh, it sounds like you don't know her name. Wow, look at you! I know her name. Don't do, don't do that to her. Don't do that to me. Um, I, yeah. I did know it's Victoria Padretti. I, I was right there. Right. I said Padalecki. No, I'm thinking of Jared, but Padretti. Fine ass, love.
0: Um, but yeah. So the premise of X is like a group of kids, and I not not kids but like 20 somethings and like some college age uh, people who uh get in a van and they go to like this abandoned not abandoned this farmland with this guy and this woman this is in the 70s and the guy is like here you can stay out in this barn he doesn't know that they're actually shooting a porno um and his wife is just like some psycho sleep you know, she's in bed all day, and they're like, Oh, she's just some old lady who's in bed, and then like at night she comes out and just like kills people. Just yeah, it's one of those movies. Um, okay. and it comes out in March, but it's A24's next movie, and then they're making a big marketing push now for it because it's gonna be like whatever they just had come out, Macbeth, and then it's this movie, and then it's the multiverse movie, and that's what they're talking about right now. They're like, You gotta see this one, and you gotta see the multiverse one, A24. Okay. So cool. I'll probably watch that eventually later in the year when it's like free.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to <laughs> pay for that. No, thank you.
0: Um, Next up, uh, Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna is the Shonda Rhimes produced uh, TV series that is loosely based on a true story of this New York City con woman who you know, ends up conning me, people out of like millions of dollars. Um, and then and it's through the eyes of the con woman and the re- journalist who is trying to tell her story. It's it's going to be pretty interesting. I don't know if that's just a very exciting thing for people to watch at the moment, but I think it's coming out here pretty soon. Okay. Uh, the stars are Anna Chomsky from Veep and uh, Julia Garner from Ozark.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to I might check it out when it's time. I need to see a trailer,
0: that type of yeah, thing. You should watch the trailer later. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah,
1: there is a trailer out. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <Look at me. laughs> okay, yeah, no, I'll check it out. I'll i watch it
0: because right, you know I'm I'm
1: looking for good TV.
0: Now let's talk about Kimmy. Zoe Kravitz.
1: All right, first off, the only I have to do this because I asked this to Brooklyn and Brooklyn was like. You're clowning. So I'm gonna ask you the same question because every time I see her now, I think of this. So as you know, do you or do you know Jason Momoa has left her mother, who is who is the lady from um, the Cosby Show? Yes, he has left her mother and is now single. Would it be weird if Jason Momoa now got with her? Would would that? (laughs) That's what Brooklyn said. But she, that, like, that's not his kid. That was, that's Lenny Kravitz's kid. he's 29. Jason's like 30. Something.
0: I mean, it's not weird, except that he was with her mother.
1: Yeah, and he has and kids like, with her mom. Awkward.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I'm, you know, banging your aunt. Or not even. You no, know, your, your Sister. Sister. <laughs>
1: weird. Yeah, if he has kids, then his kids are their half-brothers, but their uncles at the same time are cousins. I don't weird. know what the fuck that is. Fucking weird. But uh, yeah, you're right. No, you and Brooklyn are both right. It's fucking weird. But, you know, it looks good. I'm, I'm interested in Zoe Kravitz and Kimmy. It reminds me of... Yeah, it's um, an interesting concept.
0: It's kind of like... Alexa. Alexa, yeah. Well, that's what Kimmy's like. Um, but... You know, she's trying to solve some mystery, and she gets wrapped up in some bullshit. I think, honestly, since it's just an HBO Max movie, I, I don't think it's be very
1: good. Well, it, see, I don't know because it's Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh made No Sudden Move and made that an HBO movie. I think that's his new thing—is making HBO Max movies. Maybe
0: so. I mean, you know, No Sudden Move was all right.
1: I liked it. I thought it was decent.
0: I thought it was decent too. For the cast. It, for a while when I was putting together my top 20 or whatever, it was like, I think it started in with my first list at 18 and then, you know, eventually dropped out, but, uh, it was, it was a good movie last year. I just don't know if like this is all that good. Yeah, hopefully it is.
1: Hopefully, I can't,
0: I, I can't even really recognize a supporting character, which is never a good sign.
1: Oh no, wait, you didn't recognize the woman from the, uh, the one, the, uh, the FBI agent. Yeah, the one.
0: She- that one FBI agent in that, that one show.
1: <laughs> Wait. That's what I'm saying. Now I'm about to pull up the Kimmy Cass because now you're playing with him. <laughs> one FBI agent. <laughs> hold on. Let's see. Kimmy Cass. Here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I only know Rita Wilson and she's, and she's from one show. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Erica C- Christine is in this. Do you know who that is? Erica no. Christine is. Hold on. Let me tell you who this is. I got to make, you know, because she's from a Disney Channel original movie. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how bad this cast is. You're right. This movie might be trash. <laughs> what did you say
0: her name was again? Erica Christensen, Christensen, no, Christensen.
1: Yeah, Christensen.
0: Is this chick from Double Trouble.
1: That's what I'm trying to see where she's from. Like, it's because uh, I know you recognize her face. No, you don't recognize her face.
0: Well, I can't like think of like what she would have been.
1: Hold on, I'm about to get it for you. Don't worry, I'm on IMDb now. Should have been on. I'm
0: looking too. I don't see it.
1: We gotta go. No. Oh, we gotta go she back, man. I feel like she was on that, that. I feel like she was on the fucking. Uh, the a movie with Chris Evans. Oh, I don't know. I feel like she's in the fucking. Um, and Scarja. Wow. What's this movie? Man. She's in Leave It to Beaver. I knew it. She's Karen. She's fucking with Eric Von Deten. Of course you know, bro. You know I know about Andy Brinker. She's she's fucking Eric Von Deten's girl who plays him in fucking Leave It to Beaver. But then they get back together. Bro, I didn't watch Leave It to Beaver in nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, you didn't watch the Eric Von Denton Leave It to Beaver? Um, no, I, I, didn't, existence of I just knew that I knew, I knew, brother. I knew she was in something. <laughs> I just had to find it. Yep.
0: No, the mm-hmm. only thing I've learned from this conversation is that I want to watch this trash movie, The Perfect Score,
1: with Chris
0: Evans, Scarlett Johansson, and this chick.
1: That's where Beaver gets trapped in the, in the cup. He gets trapped in the coffee mug. Oh, my God. You got to watch it. I'm a sure it's on a Disney+. Plus. The <laughs> oh, All right,
0: shoot. but yeah. So we'll see how, how Kimmy is. I don't remember when exactly that's coming out, but it should be pretty soon if we showing the trailers for it now. Um, so let's talk about archive 81
1: looks pretty good it's out now pretty good getting a lot
0: of really good critical reviews rumors that it might have 100 on Rotten Tomatoes it's a horror sci-fi and they say that that actors like the
1: next one up that uh that black oh, guy really? yeah they like that a lot of people on twitter has been saying like and and when i say a lot of people on twitter don't think i'm talking about like you fucking people who are actually on twitter no i'm talking about the creatives like the directors i follow and the writers like people like Aver duvernay and like those people are like saying like oh this guy's next up so
0: cool yeah and looked like it, it when i saw the trailer i was like wow this is really interesting i definitely want to watch this mm-hmm. so you know i'm definitely going to check it out this week i'm going to be telling everyone to check it out this week if you haven't already um but it, it looks like a pretty cool concept oh, and it's james wan i think was producing it
1: i don't know I'm not. Uh, so
0: that's how westwood drew me into it because i saw something that was like james wan presents or something like that okay. like, oh yeah well that's what's up um but yeah so let's talk about uh, legend well, of vox machina real quick and then we'll do Bob's.
1: Okay. Legend of Vox looks good. Looks good. Um, Legend of Vox, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Adult animation. Yeah. I, I Dalt told animation you this
0: Amazon b- Prime. I, I told you this M- before,
1: but people are making just crass humor shit now. And and it's not and when I say that, don't think of it as a negative because I'm about to praise Peacemaker for like 30 minutes and like not, not exactly. I don't know how long it's gonna be, but uh, when we love the boys, we love Peacemaker, but I see Amazon's doubling down on that with like certain things. And, yeah. I, and I
0: rock with it. Especially when they're animated, but doing yeah. Invincible and this. Yep. You know, it reminds me of, like, the... The Harley Quinn show. On, the Harley Quinn show, yeah. That's another one that they're doing. Because the they had,
1: like, a me. projectile middle finger, just, like, like a, a, a like a fucking pink yeah. Green Lantern-style middle finger while the person's riding on it, flicking off. Like, that's just the age we're in. They're talking how... We're gonna
0: fuck shit up. Yeah, they just talk know, how people like talk.
1: And I fuck with that. I always like that with Tarantino movies and like these creators these days are taking it to a new level regular show did it uh close enough does it a lot of yeah. good shows do it the so, boondocks did is, it
0: this this takes it to like you know imagine war of the rings doing it That's mm-hmm. now what legend of Vox mafia is gonna be yeah. so we'll see I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch that i've been looking for waiting for something new like that to watch while we're in the waiting on young justice to come back and invincible so um but let's talk about Bob's Burgers the animated they they do the one thing that I, always irks me about these animated movies and then when i was watching the trailer i was like i literally bet you i can list off like all the tropes that are going to happen in this movie because it seems like the rugrats go to paris when they did a movie it seems like all that stuff and they do the little shading with stuff and i'm like just give me just give me the damn animation that you give me on every single show <laughs> and and let's not go over the same old like- It just seems like a episode.
1: I showed it to Curse. I watched it with Curse. And even she was like, This seems like just a long episode. And I was like, Yeah, I know. It does. Seems like they're gonna, they're gonna like have Gene and then like tell a story or do some big imagination to where the budget's up. So like when they tell like stories, like, you know how, when they were telling the story to Teddy to make him think he could be a good electrician. And one of the stories was water world. One of them was a fucking yeah, Kaiju yeah. battle. Like I feel like they're doing that in like this and it's going to the next level type of shit. I feel like it's just an episode where I really wanted them to be ballsy and like age them up or do something, do something that like warrants well, getting a movie.
0: I think that you are going to get your aged up thing because like that is one of these typical animated movie tropes is like, mm. there's, you know, uh, I guess uh, with the Rugrats. Oh, cause it's the Go- summer that
1: Tina's going to be going. Okay. Yeah. So sure. yeah,
0: I think it's going to be, it's going to be the summer. There's going to be a next step. Cause I felt like Louise looked like she was getting aged a little bit in that. Maybe it's just the shading and all that bullshit. But like, it looked like she was a bit taller or something to me. And like, I just, I, I got the vibe that like, it was going to give you that. Mm. um because like that is is, they have to do they have to do certain things that make it cinema level
1: and make it warrant a movie like why yeah like why why else why does this deserve a movie not to be just like a tv special
0: exactly so I think there's going to be some things like that that get pushed up but like you know when her when her toy that she always carries around starts talking that's a typical trope where like she's going to have like some dream about probably That's what I'm saying like or they're telling a
1: story like that. like that 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 typical Bob's Burgers thing that they do every one at least twice a season.
0: Yeah, but I mean like I do think they didn't show us a lot of what was happening. I they feel didn't. like and, and they you know trailers are trailers for a reason. And you know if you could watch the one thing that I would tell people when they think about trailers watch a movie or, or take a movie that you've already seen and then put the trailer on and then tell me if like it gave yeah. it away
1: the movie. Fair enough. And, and like with this to get and and to be fair to them, They don't need to show us like anything like the people who love Bob's Burgers are going to see that show no matter what. Like there's people who make Bob's Burgers recipes from the Bob's Burgers cookbook. I'm trying to get it like the baby. You can make the baby. I drive my the baby. I draw. I chive my car burger. The one he made when Big Bob was mad at him. The first burger he ever made. There's all there's all of them from the show. So if, if I know this and there's people who have already bought this and done this, you don't have to show us anything in the trailer. We're going to see the show no matter what. So, like, that's why I don't think they put that much in it.
0: Yeah, but I, I the shading thing is what always annoys me the most. Mm. I just
1: can't stand it. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'll
1: oh watch it. yeah, for sure.
0: Um. So next, Love Is Blind is back for season two, just in time for Valentine's Day. Netflix is going to debut the series with the first five episodes on February 11th.
1: <laughs> did I like I don't know if I like this one this is the one where they blind date oh no I did like this one because I was like you, you people are crazy so, so I did like this one I'm gonna watch it
0: yeah this, this was a good one I had like a dude Barnett and mm-hmm. uh, are, are you into critics. Joe Millionaire yet yeah I watched the first yes.
1: episode Yeah. <laughs> it's wild I, it's wild <laughs> Fox is Those letting them go have... there
0: those girls like the millionaire guy though.
1: They do. But I think they know. You saw what I was saying last week about how she had to tell somebody?
0: Oh, yeah, she probably did. But I mean like the thing is is that he's just way more fun. Like. <laughs>
1: they just have way more fun with him. Cuz well cuz they do. Well, he has fun in life. He's he like paddle boards, he jetski, yeah. he like he does things. And that's no disrespect to the poor guy. The poor guy's just a cute face. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's literally
0: it. Like he's just like a, a good-looking guy, and then like every time, like the what episode, the first episode, or whatever, where they put him in. The date, where that's the debut time ball. The dude doesn't know what the fuck's <laughs>
2: going on. Man. It just ends up being
0: just a drama fest. And the dude's just like, "Oh my god!" Did, that but big why time? did the
1: rich guy walk? You saw when he walked out the first time with them with them Gucci shades. On? Like, bro, you look like a rich man. Like, you just do. And if I can tell at home, don't think these thoughts can tell that one bitch was like, "Oh my, I knew someone. My stepdad owned a bunch of ranches and fucking thing. It was rich as shit."
0: Yeah. So. Uh, we'll see how that continues but it's definitely something i'm watching when i can
1: oh yeah when
0: i got the downtime uh oh this next uh, one yeah love uh, but yeah so love is blind yeah we'll be back and i'm excited for that we'll 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 be talking about just fleeting as we talk about the other dating shows yeah um, HBO Max is greenlit *Degrassi*, a new Ooh-hoo! series adding to the teen drama franchise of the same name. Additionally, H- HBO Max secured the U.S. rights for all 14 seasons of *Degrassi: fucking... The Next Generation*, which will become available to the streamer spring 2022.
1: Look, y'all know i more what excited I'm... about the second part. Y'all know what I'm doing, in Spring 2022. I'm I already I already rewatched it. Then Schubert rewatched it. Then Jay from well then no then Chris rewatched it after Schubert rewatched it. And then Jay from the Discord rewatched it after Chrissa rewatched it. And all of us was just talking about it. Look, man, I'm letting y'all know now. Oh, and, and this is a perfect time to ask my question. So I'm gonna ask you a question. This is a great discussion topic. We're gonna do it in the middle. So, but I'm gonna ask it to you in a second. In this world with fucking 13 reasons why all these shows, Degrassi's about to come show y'all who's king. They were stabbing JT before Fasco was doing what he was doing in Euphoria. And y'all know, if y'all watched episode one, I can't talk about it because Schubert ain't watched it yet, but that shit is hard. So like, let's go Degrassi and I'm betting you, I'm betting you right now that Drake's involved. It's HBO, Drake is a producer on Euphoria. Drake works with HBO constantly. He's got to be involved in this. I'm, I'm sure he brought Degrassi there. I would love to see old teachers like Emma, Mar- like or old people that we know, like Emma, Marco and them. Some of them is teachers in Degrassi. Some of them in that Joey role or like the stepdad, like who takes in a kid. You, his name's Joey, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Joey's you know, car some service, of them, yeah. Some of them did end up like leaving town and becoming like quasi famous. So I'd like to see that be mm-hmm. addressed.
1: Uh, Oh, um, uh, Joey's kid, Craig.
0: Craig, yeah. Um, Sorry. I would, I would like uh, the school to have like hidden gems of like things that were in there in the past, or like maybe there's a memorial for JT. That yeah, they, that they and, hang out They gotta do or something like that. Whatever
1: it takes. Mm, I know I will make it. They probably through. will. They like, got you know, to like with,
0: with what Peacemaker did with their intro. I'm like they they're. they're Intros are important at the streaming service.
1: I'm just saying they can't let them gossip girly. Whatever you do, don't let them gossip girly. But I think it won't be because I haven't seen that. Is that bad? It's, it's not good. It's like okay. it, they, they just took the CW idea and tried to make it more euphoriaized. And like it just didn't work. Like it did like it. it gossip Girl worked because of the intrigue and like the fucking so- soap opera ness of it. And like you can euphoria it, but like it. It just becomes something different. They, they also had a cast that was before their time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, but now let me ask you, this is the perfect time to ask you, which school would you not want to go to or not want to send your kid to? Which one is the worst? The 13 Euphoria. reason why school, Degrassi or Euphoria? Which Euphoria. One, is it? Is it? Is yeah. it though? Wait, no, let me let me pitch. Let me pitch the 13 reasons why school, bro. They got they got shit going on with rape rapist. over there. They got niggas getting raped in the ass. They got people suiciding. <laughs> they got people overdosing. Like, I'm sorry. You Euphoria just got a couple drug addicts. We can go to rehab. Like, if someone gets raped, that's trauma for life. Like, what are we talking True. about?
0: Euphoria is getting there. I, I bet. <laughs> All right, some, somebody's wild. gonna die. Some,
1: somebody's gonna get raped. But thirteen reasons why I would not want to send my kid to that fucking school. There's like town right. hall. There's town hall assemblies with families like every fucking week, and I'm not trying to go to that.
0: <laughs> oh god! Yeah, I'm you texting. ready? I mean, <laughs> not texting. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, that, move, that show is pretty wretched.
1: <laughs> Euphoria got people parents sleeping with kids. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for season one. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Some of that shit was in the first episode though.
1: Yeah. So, you know. Uh,
0: but yeah, Degrassi would be really interesting. It, it, you know, having HBO Max involved does make it more intriguing to me, but like what you're saying with gospel, I was like, Ugh.
1: don't you keep the grassy at its core what it is.
0: Yeah, but I am the most excited about the second part here, having all 14 seasons on there. Yeah. The only place that we can really watch that now, it's going to be pretty Oh, awesome. the TikTok generation gonna really is going to lose it.
1: their mind when they watch that, because Drake, like, yeah. people are going to watch it just to see what Drake used to do. And like, then they're yeah. going to realize this show was even this actually might be great for some of those actors, like if they're trying to because you know, Craig's in Umbrella Academy um, that, yeah. that hasn't come out yet. Paige has been doing yeah. shit. So, like, this Manny might.
0: does a lot of voice acting.
1: This might help them, like, you know, boot, like, boost their popularity so people want to see them and shit. Not again.
0: Yeah, where's Spinner at? <laughs> he's he's going to be on the show.
1: He's got to be. He's married he's gotta, to Emma. Like, it ended with him with Emma.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's going to be their kid. Which is
1: weird. Like, who would have thought Spinner would have ended up with Emma?
0: No one. Uh that's what makes your grassy so good. Go yeah. watch it. Facts. All right. So Disney Plus has two stories. Real Steel series gonna be in early development. That's interesting. Is it? That's interesting. But I mean, like, did we really need more real steel? I don't really think so. And you know, we have and knowing the huge Jackman's not gonna be involved.
1: Yeah, I don't give a fuck.
0: Uh but then the next one is a little bit this I do care about because I because I watched bigger the,
1: this past Christmas, I watched all three of them again. And mm. like I really like I the watched first them for one for the
0: first time two years ago.
1: Like, I really, really like the first one.
0: Uh, the Santa Claus franchise is being continued as a limited series at Disney Plus with Tim Allen returning to star Scott Scott Calvin. In the series, Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizing that he can't be Santa forever, he's starting to lose a step in his Santa duties. So, and more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world, especially his two kids who have grown up. At the North Pole uh, with a lot of elves, children and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in
1: a life south of. Question, the- doesn't he die when he. Get when he or was that because the man fell off the roof?
0: I think it was just because the man
1: fell off the roof. OK, I don't think he died.
0: Where'd he go? I think he legitimately just passed on Santa to him and was like, I can't do it anymore. Like, I, I thought to- he died, Schubert. You might have. I don't
1: know. <laughs> like, I thought he just vanished. I
0: don't know. <laughs> but this, this is the idea for kid. this show. I'm yeah, guessing whatever. it's not
1: going to be his kids so they don't promote nepotism in Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Who's going to be the new Santa Claus? Because now you could do like a whole new trilogy.
0: Oh, I don't know, man. I I think he's,
1: I think he's gonna like be searching for a, a while, and like he's gonna question. like do some. Let me ask you a hot take question because I'm here for these discussion topics. That would All make right. these stories. Great hot take. Are they gonna make it a POC Santa for the next one?
0: <laughs> that you, one you, yo! you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the internet will be set ablaze. White people will to go that crazy
0: black santa
1: (laughs) i don't want it just give it to a white man i don't want it to happen like i'm gonna just be real i don't want to see the fucking tiktok diatribes the twitter diatribes the Facebook. i don't need it i don't need it i don't need it in my life black people are okay okay with our our deal of black santa just make it a white man
0: it's gonna happen disney plus has been the king of pander so like they're legitimately not going to do that just because the optics would be so bad
1: <laughs> make it a mexican person just don't make it a black person i just
0: don't want no, it to well, yeah i mean like i don't know i don't know necessarily be a black person but it will it's be- gonna be like we know it's gonna or, be <laughs> i could see it being someone who has you know maybe like a
1: mixed uh, race racial ambiguity and racial yeah. ambiguous person it's, it's gonna yeah. be someone who's mixed watch <laughs> Oh shit! That's why I'm trying to think which actor could they choose. I don't think I don't think any like. That that's want to do this. Yeah, I don't. TV actor. Yeah. See, that's that's okay. Let me pitch to you if they keep it a white man. Schmidt's been doing a bunch of shit that I just don't like, and I don't think Schmidt's career is going to be what I want it to be. So why why not make Schmidt the new Santa Claus? He's doing corny shit like this anyway. Maybe it's possible. (laughs) So that's my pitch if they make it a normal white man, but I think it's gonna be someone a POC and it's gonna be a fucking trending topic on Twitter for like months.
0: You know the the dad from Bad Moms Christmas that like Mila Kunis is dating.
1: Yeah, Jay Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who's gonna be. <laughs> I'd rock with that.
0: <laughs> um. So a serious adaptation of the film Hell or High Water is in the works at Fox in the series version when ruthless ruthless oil tycoon attempts to plunder a West Texas ranching community, two local brothers dodge a zealous Texas ranger and fight to keep what's theirs. One bank robbery at a time, come hell or high water.
1: This is not hell or high water. It's going
0: to be like Lethal Weapon
1: yeah I, this is not hell or hot. Go watch the fucking movie. Chris Pine and Ben Foster and Jeff Bridges did not make that good of a movie for this to be this. I'm not watching this. I don't support this. I told you I asked because it's it, did Taylor Sheridan write it if he didn't it, oh well I'm definitely like he writes TV. I'm definitely not watching if he didn't write because he wrote the first one.
0: That's a good question. I wonder. I don't know if I that that deep in IR.
1: That that's what that that's kind of what I meant when I asked you that. I I, I had to figure the actors weren't, but that's kind of what more I was interested in. Did Taylor is Taylor Sheridan working on this TV show? Because i would be more inclined to give it a chance if that's the case. Because I'm looking right now. Um, let's see. Because that that exact, Uh Oh wait, no, it's talking about. The I movie. don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see him executive producing either. So I'm, I'm saying now, if Taylor Sheridan is not working on this, I am not interested.
0: Uh, just because it's on Fox, I'm not interested. Even I know more exactly so. what it's going to be. I know exactly how it's going to be shot. Yeah, I know exactly what kind of actors are going to be in it.
1: OK, boom, he's not working not on interested. it. Yeah, no, I don't. And like right. shout, shout out to Dope Sick. Shout out to Tr- Stranger Things executive Jessica Malkenberg. That's who's working on it. But like, I'm OK. Like you said, you know, it's Fox. It's, I know exactly what this is about to look like. That's
0: not that's something that we won't approach until someone says, hey, like, this actually is alright.
1: Really good. Yeah, check it out. No, thank you.
0: One uh, but, but something I am really interested in checking out, this is a story we talked about before. <laughs> Dom Hal Gleason is now going to be a part of the Steve Corral upcoming Netflix limited series The Patient. Uh, the show that we mentioned before is a half hour series about a psychotherapist played by Cor- Correll who finds himself head, held prisoner by a serial killer who's now going to be played by Donald Gleason With an unusual request, curb his hom- homicidal urges, but unwinding the mind of this man while also dealing with the waves of his own repressed troubles creates a journey perhaps tr- as treacherous as his captivity.
1: I feel like this is drama, Steve Carell. I don't think this is going to be comedy, yes. Steve Carell.
0: This is 100% drama. Yeah,
1: at first, at first, I thought it could have been a comedy depending on who the the serial killer was. But you go accuse John Hawk. Listen, you're going for Emmys, man. Steve Carell shooting for the stars. He he saw what he got on the morning show. and was like, let's let's take it up a notch, baby. Like, but if you look at everything he's been doing, it's been drama filled, like the the addiction movie with with uh, Timothy Chalamet, the morning show. Now this like he is leaving the office and comedy behind for like for good.
0: For sure, he's he's trying to show that he's more than a one trick pony and when it comes to comedy. And I, I always felt that, you know, if Robin Williams could have stayed around longer, that th- this would have been his career. He could have done a Steve Carell-type
1: situation. Yeah. Because he had,
0: you know, really great dramatic roles. So was- and
1: like Steve Carell, in the dramatic roles, he could make certain things funny, like what Steve Carell yeah. did in the morning show.
0: So I feel like Steve Carell and Don O'Gleason it's going to be a killer show. I mean, yeah. FX is going to have another one that's going to be up for Emmys.
1: Only network television that I will watch is FX. For sure.
0: Uh, so The Last of Us adds Storm Reed to the cast. She's going to play Riley, an orphan girl in Boston who quickly befriends Ellie. Don't know mm-hmm. anything about the game. Don't know if that's a big character.
1: It's not that big of a deal. All right.
0: Uh, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds will return for two. Not
1: Some one, baby, but two. Let's fucking go, baby. I need an action movie franchise for my for, for me right now in my life. We don't get the diehards, the lethal weapons anymore. Dwayne The Rock Johnson said, I got you, Lynn. I got you men out there. This is that. Thank you. Thank you, Dwayne. Red Notice one was great.
0: Yeah, this uh, Netflix definitely saw the success of the first one Mm -hmm. as it it became the streamer's most watched movie of all time. Mm -hmm. Good. And uh, they've decided to do two back-to-back shoots. Um, in 2023 to do the God. next two Red Notice
1: films. Oh, they put, they put them to work. Now, one thing they, I will say, they better not Fast and the Furious where they start being superheroes taking down other thieves.
0: <laughs> like, that's exactly what it's going to be.
1: No! No! They got to be thieves the whole time. Like You didn't put me through that twist of my man turning out not to be an FBI agent. For, for this, for them to start being fast and the furious heroes, helping the government take down other art thieves, no thank you. I need to, no, see I, yeah,
0: you're right. I don't think they're gonna be with the government, but I think like they're gonna like be trying to heist other heisters. Or, oh, yeah, or, like, now, like, now that
1: will happen. Like, <laughs> like I feel like
0: mo- movie two, they're trying to uh steal from the most notorious thief ever, and then they or or heists, or, or it, episode wait, three is nah, they get the shit wait. back.
1: Got, wait, hold on, I got you. So that's your pitch. Movie two, they're, they're taken from the Ocean's playbook. They're stealing from, they're going to get some old big name actor, Sylvester Stallone, maybe. He's going to be like a casino tycoon. They are stealing from him. The third one, that's where you go get a young actor who's a thief and it's thief versus thief. It's going to be them three versus his team of thieves. And it's going to be thief versus thief. One of them is going to be thief versus thief. And one of them is them stealing from an older actor who's like, a big name, rich person. I would
0: say they. I would say they would try and like mix in Army of Thieves to be that other group, just because like oh Netflix God. is stupid, and likes connectivity, but because <laughs> the that, Rock's not letting that happen. Well, no, because Army of Thieves is in that universe with the, the zombie thing. That, like, can't that can't happen. happen. Yeah, facts. Thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is going to be good news. You know, two back to back extractions and two back to back red notices. So I guess that's what Netflix is doing with stuff that they do like instead of not putting any money to like maybe try another series
1: yeah facts
0: you know try any other series like
1: <laughs> yeah, facts though for real let's hope let's hope they stop doing that let's hope hbo and amazon start diving into the world of anime live actions i, I wonder if they'll start trying to post netflix properties they need to like black lagoon is just waiting I don't know Tri- how that works trigon is just waiting certain things are just waiting
0: um, but yeah, so next up, Sex Education star Asa Butterfield and Stranger Things actor Natalia Dyer are going to take lead roles in a high-concept horror thriller called All Fun and Games. The movie follows a group of siblings who find themselves in a game with a demonic twist. The film is going to be produced by the company that the Russo brothers own, and it's going to be co-directed by Ari Costa, who's or going to be co-directed by Ari Costa, who worked on Extraction, Adventures Endgame, Internet Kills. And Aaron Cella Boglu, who worked on the Internet Kills and Scrubs, and and it's going to be their directorial debuts.
1: Mm. C'est la vie. I'm whatever. we we'll see how
0: how it is. It's a horror movie, but they did get two people who are actually you know worthy actors. actors. Yeah. So, we'll kid,
1: for for this to be Ace's choice after the Power of the Dog. That's big.
0: That's true. Yeah. And you know, so I, that's that's really the one name on on here that like I'm really like, oh, okay, well, if you got Ace of Butterfield, then like, yeah, you know, he's not trying to fuck around with his career. Yeah,
1: because he's trying to turn, he's trying to turn that corner. He saw Timothy come in and with his pretty face and take all his roles, and he said, "Hold up, now, hold up, <laughs> I'm a good actor. I may not have the prettiest face, but I'm a good actor." He's like, "Have you seen the boy with striped pajamas? I've been doing this since I was eight for a long time."
0: Uh, so to, to catch a thief the a remake of the alfred hitchcock classic is in the works with gal gadot attached to the star so she's busy for her um, for real? The, oh. the script for the new film is being penned by eileen jones eileen jones best known for her work on the fox series prodigal son
1: oh <laughs> to catch a thief is great bro Schubert, I You don't know this. Well, no, you do know this. You remember when I went on my, my, my run of, bag, yeah. of watching Alfred Hitchcock. Movies rear window and and- yeah, bro. This was part of it. Like to get, like, when you asked me my, if you asked me my top five Alfred Hitchcock, it would be rear window number one rope number two to catch a thief. Number three, North by Northwest four, and then vertigo five. I don't, I'm, I'm not the biggest vertigo guy. And I know people think that's blasphemous, but to catch a thief is great. It's Cary Grant. Uh, basically, he's this thief, and like he's been in retirement, and then like they bring him out of retirement because somebody's been using his name, and he has to essentially catch the person who's stealing using his names to clear his name. Essentially,
0: Grant so, just is obsessed with these thief roles,
1: huh? Hey, she's doing
0: it right now. Ho-
1: hopefully, uh, do you it to be
0: Cary Grant's character. I can see that.
1: Yeah, she's not because the only other character she could be would be um. It was Cary Grant, and there's a famous actress who's in uh, Grace Kelly, and Grace Kelly's his love interest. Oh. I, mean, I don't think I, I don't think she, Gal Gadot's gonna be the love interest. If you're just think about it, if you're saying you're doing a Catch a Thief remake, when you say you're gonna get who's playing the Cary Grant part and not the first, se- yeah, yeah, so
0: um, I believe it. Yeah, you know, I think Gal Gadot could definitely play that role. So we've seen her especially
1: do it. especially yeah. because of the type of person that you named like if, if it was like say Emma Stone I could maybe believe she was in the Grace Kelly role but yeah. be- because you named Gal Gadot someone who is an action actress I assume she's the thief
0: yeah so we'll see how how it gets remade because you know obviously movies at that time were paced and they're classics so differently yeah fucking and yeah. they're classics so like moving it into... They tried to remake filmmaking. Rear what's Window be, with
1: Amy Adams, and that shit didn't work.
0: I think what's going to be really important is who they get direct this.
1: Yeah, facts. No, that, that's the big thing. Like, if, if you get a serious director, then I'll think it's serious. But if you go get like Joe Schmo off the street, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, so next
0: up, Pig Helmer, Michael Samoski, uh, he is now in negotiations to, to direct the next installment of Paramount's Quiet Place franchise. We mentioned this before that the next A Quiet Place film is more, is described to be more of a spinoff than a prequel, but it's still based off the original idea of John Krasinski, who was a part of writing it.
1: Okay. Huh. I'm glad it's Pig Helmer because like that guy makes it, made an interesting movie. So maybe he has interesting takes on this uh, along with whatever John Krasinski, you know, pitched the, in the original idea.
0: I think he did a very good job in Pig of making silence and, stuff like that a, a weapon yeah know, so he, that's why I, that
1: he could probably push, do
0: push the movie forward so yeah i think he'd be a good person to do it it was funny when i read the story because when i first saw a quiet place i watched pig right after i watched a quiet place so i was like oh it's like weird that i've had that the two together yeah uh, interesting story that I saw today that Jonah Hill revealed that he would be open to making a super bad sequel as long as it's when he is 80 years old. See, I okay. This.
1: okay. He could do it before he's I love the pitch. He should just do it when he's like 50 or 60. It would work. It would work.
0: Yeah. I haven't pitched this to anyone. He said in the interview with W magazine, uh, what I would want to do is that when we're like 80, do super bad 2. Like old folks home, super bad. Our spouses die, and we're single again. And that's what I want Superbad two to be. And that's the only way I would ever make it. <laughs> Which I think is fine. I mean, yeah. I'd be totally cool if that was what they wanted to do because that makes a little bit more sense now it's been so long.
1: I'm saying fifty or sixty. Like, let's not wait till you're eighty to where I have to be like seventy to enjoy this movie. Like, let me wait, wait till you need money. Yeah, that that's what it's gonna be. Because Michael Sarah would do it right now. Christopher yeah. Mintz-Plasse is already like, bro, uh, sign me up. I need the roles.
0: <laughs> Everyone only
1: remembers me as McLovin anyway. Yeah, like they're just waiting on Jonah to need some money. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: the, next, the next story we got is a Quantum Leap sequel series. As this is sweet, the pilot man. order <laughs> at NBC. Watch the project. <laughs> the project is one of two drama pilots ordered by NBC, Um, first we'll talk about Quantum Leap. So in the new iteration, it's been 30 years since Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Now a new team has been assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. Uh, The other pilot order is for this drama called Found. Per the show's log line, in any given year, more than 600,000 people are reported missing in the U.S., more than half that number are people of color that the country seems to forget about. A public relations specialist who was once herself one of those forgotten ones and her crisis management team now makes sure that there's always someone looking out for the forgotten, missing people. But unbeknownst to anyone, this everyday hero is hiding a chilling secret of her own.
1: Oh, <laughs> a procedural with a twist in episode eight.
0: Yeah, but it's it's a procedural that I actually find to, that if they did it right, I would find pretty interesting of them like locating yeah different you know, missing, missing people missing people. I feel like that would be interesting, um, but you know, it's a, they're gonna fuck it up somehow. So.
1: Yeah, are you interested in Quantum Leap? Because all I need to know is is Scott Bakula gonna appear in like episode five? while they're gosh, leaving,
0: he's gonna be in the season finale. <laughs> That's definitely what's going to happen, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to see what it looks like and who they cast. I think Quantum Leap was always a, a brilliant idea. And like I guess this is how you would bring it back, but there's always going to be that question mark with Bakula. I, 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 don't, I don't think it got wrapped up well enough for them to do this.
1: Well, and that's you know, the thing. That too that they're going to have it to where he can pop up, and then like season two, he's going to be in the show. Yeah. And then it's going to be playing right. on, should we just do nostalgia with Scott Bakula or these new people. Like exactly. that's the conundrum that's going to happen from this. Yeah. Um, but I guess NBC needs some more stuff. Cause the fact that they said in the log line that it's been 30 years since Beckett stepped into the leap accelerator and vantage. Now a new team has assembled to restart the projects in hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man. Come on.
0: Oh, did it say and the man? It said he's coming back.
1: Man, yeah. He might come back before the season finale.
0: Yeah. Hey, he needs it. I mean, and yeah. wasn't he on the New Orleans CSI, New Orleans, whatever they got canceled?
1: All I know is last thing I saw him on was It's Always Sunny where they did the Quantum Leap episode and, and he was there as Scott Bakula. Wait, does that count in this universe? Are they are they taking that into consideration that he leaped into uh, It's Always Sunny?
0: Uh Maybe. <laughs> I don't, think they, I don't think they share properties.
1: Because <laughs> I know you remember that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but next up, Fox, you know, we've shat on them before for the, um, whatever you call it, Hell or High Water series. Now they're going to debut the first half of season one of its new Paul Feig-produced comedy series, Welcome to Flash, on digital platforms, hours ahead of the show's linear debut on the broadcast network. Episodes one through seven of the half-hour docu-comedy will become available for streaming on Hulu the night before the March 17th release of the show. Okay. Um, Per the show's logline, this is what it's going to be about. When a documentary crew sets out to explore the lives of of residents in a small American town, their dreams, their concerns... They stumble upon a midwestern town of Flatch, which is made up of many eccentric personalities. It's a place where you want to visit, and maybe even one day stay. If there was a decent motel, uh, but there isn't. Okay. And the, the only the most notable cast that I saw in here was Sean William Scott's going to play a supporting role, in Aya Cash from The Boys. He?
1: Hey, you know role. I'm a fan of both of those. Paul Feigen was responsible for the office and he started this whole docu comedy series thing that Abbott elementary is doing that all these people are doing. So hopefully this will be good.
0: Yeah. I like that. They're going to do this thing that they did with Hulu. I feel like then um, our show on the reservation res dogs, didn't they do this too? But kind of episodes. Yeah. Like I think they released three right on the day. Yeah, they did. Um, so I'm interested in catching this when it comes out on Hulu. I, I like that concept. That gives me an idea. I'm going I'm upset you put and... the next
1: topic in there. I'm sorry. I just read ahead. I'm I'm so upset you put <laughs> I, that in here.
0: <laughs> I had to because it's just the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, but but not this show. Welcome to the flash. I'm excited about this. I think it's gonna be pretty funny. And yeah, there's more people on the cast than us. I just didn't want to go through it because it would take so long. Um so David Ramsey, who played John Diggle in the CW verse or the Arrowverse, as they like to call it, um, he is now attached to star in a drama series called Justice U, which is going to be the John Diggle standalone series in the, in the verse. Vomit. Um, it's currently in development and it's about uh, John Diggle embarking on a new mission to recruit five young metahumans to live undercover as freshmen Vomit. at a prestigious university uh there we will oversee their education and train them to become the heroes of tomorrow so diggles professor x I guess.
1: Vomit, vomit, vomit. You see why Warner Brothers is trying to sell the CW? Because they're coming up with trash like this. You see why the CW hasn't... And I know this is not 100% why it hasn't made money in a while. They've been cooking the books. Uh, Adam Adam ruins everything. That guy explained why they haven't made money in a while. He, told, he, he straight up said they have they, they tax fraud over there. So, <laughs> CW, y'all got problems. Diggle, they gave you this show, man. This show not gonna last but one season, my G. I don't even know why you signed on for this shit. I, I don't, I don't read know this. why they're
0: still doing things. Like I thought that, like they were just going to do the flash and legends of tomorrow. And then it was,
1: was in or
0: whatever it is. I thought
1: it was in Yeah. Don't tie in back girl to that nasty shit over there. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, dude. Like, why
0: are they still doing stuff right now? I can't this
1: believe it. It's trash. Trash. Like, why are they making new things? That's I don't something. know.
0: Now I will right. say Supergirl,
1: well, Superman and Lois, I hear is good, like really good.
0: That's their, their saving grace at the moment, I suppose, mm-hmm. I have heard that is good. Um, so the Final Destination franchise lives on. Oh, John okay. Watts has boarded Final Destination 6 as a producer for the New Line Cinema film. Uh, his, his wife, Diane McGingle, is also going to produce, and uh, along with the original producers of the original trilogy. Laurie Evans, Taylor, and Guy Busick, who uh, was most notably wrote The Newest Scream, are writing the screenplay based on a treatment by John Watts. Uh, The film is set to debut
1: on HBO Max. I'm a sucker for Final Destination, so I'll check it out. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah, I love you Like final destinations. Yeah, they they scare the shit out of me, but like I love them, <laughs> like cause it's and then after I'm like, ooh, let me watch what I do so I don't trigger some effect that kills me. The fucking yeah. one that I, the one that I think of to this day. That, I, I, that that has scarred me the most. I can't drive by 18-wheelers with like logs. I, I got to speed past them. Like Anytime I'm next to an 18-wheeler, I speed past it because I'm scared of Final Destination when those logs come off and you start a big fucking train wreck and then the bridge breaks.
0: See, I don't <laughs> know if I've ever watched a Final Destination movie all the way through. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of different kills. But There's done, the one with you know the roller, roller coaster. I think that's yeah, the I've second one. seen the one. roller coaster. I've seen that bit like that's what I'm saying
1: like I, I don't remember what movie that is because. I think I've that's a second that the second thir- one the one that I'm talking about with the, with the logs and then the bridge collapsing I think that's the I've third seen that one too. I just don't know which one it is yeah and then I think the fourth one is with the LASIK eye surgery in the gymnastics or the gymnastic one is in the third one and then the last one connects to the first one which is the airplane crash I think about that too when I fly like on the low
0: <laughs> Final Destination fucks you up I think this might be the best one in its franchise, though. I think that the yeah, yeah, I think the w- bringing it to HBMX and doing it, giving it, it a credible director. Giving well, I don't know about credible. We don't have a director on it yet. Is it's not John Watts? No, he's just producing it. His next, oh. per- his he, his next thing he set to direct is Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, nice. Good for him. Okay. Well, still having him work on this. it, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm cool
0: with that. He made the treatment for the writers. So yeah, so so like be okay. he at least has like a big hand in this. Uh, and our last story is one about White Lotus season two. They cast Aubrey Plaza, which I think is a good casting. That's for a good casting. Notice. I can definitely see her in that living world. in that world. Um, Plaza will appear in this in a series regular role as Har- Harper Spiller, a woman on vacation with her husband and his friends. Um,
1: nice going to the yeah. hotel. She's probably the main going person for hotel, yeah, yeah for the. Or going to that same hotel, I feel like she's
0: gonna be like the dark, and it's not the same one, it's oh. uh, it's gonna take place in an entirely new White Lotus resort than the one in Hawaii,
1: okay? So, yeah, she's so gonna probably be the main probably person, probably
0: be in a different location, yeah, okay, yeah, she's probably gonna be the main person. I'm, wa- I'm wondering, like, what kind of White Lotus resorts are out there, like if they're all tropical resorts, or if like they could do one like the White Lotus in the Alps, uh, Switzerland, in the yeah. Alps, yeah.
1: That'll be interesting. Uh, that's something that we gotta see because it would bring a different type of vibe to it, like a snow lodge.
0: Exactly. So I think, like, I think White Lotus has a concept of like doing crazy things in a, you know, resort in, in a hotel resort chain where you can do different resorts, different yeah. stories. I think that that's a genius concept.
1: I like it as well. we'll right.
0: See how long that goes. That that's it for this stories. Okay,
1: nice. So now it's time to get into the movie, the segment of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that's just come out or has been out for a little bit that we think you should watch It is called Movie on the Rise. Uh, I guess I'll go first because you got some, some yeah. stuff that's like whatever. The Lizzie McGuire, How I Met Your Father, that drops this week on Hulu. Go check that out because I'm definitely going to watch it with my GF because I've been watching. I'm, I've been watching all the old comedies and How I Met Your Mother is on the list. Like right now, I'm watching Frasier loving it Mm. love fucking loving it my girlfriend's like you don't like it it's not funny and i'm like do you not understand that fraser does my everyday life of a radio host and i want to get like him where i can have a talk show and like that shit is gas she hates it but i like fraser Uh, next next up i think i'm gonna do either how i met your mother or friends i've never watched friends i think friends is on the list i just want to see if i like it
0: oh yeah you should try it all right. And, and like I think the first starting it from the beginning is the best way to do it. I, that's I like, do
1: all of these. You got to to understand the jokes.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some sitcoms where I would say that their first couple seasons are not the best. Like I always say with The Office, I'm like, don't start with the first season. I did. It, it's season not two.
1: season two is better, but I started with season one. It's just because Michael Scott wasn't the same Michael Scott. Yeah, it's different. But that's why like, season one's different. It's slick back Scott.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some sitcoms that are better in the middle than they are in the beginning.
1: It, it's, always it's, it's always sunny. It's always sunny. is better once Frank gets there. So that's season two. Yeah, exactly. That's another good example. But and then um, I'd say yeah. Seinfeld's better once season two or three. I'd say Seinfeld gets good in three or two. But the thing with that is you kind of have to watch Seinfeld to understand all the jokes.
0: Well, I think from I, at I least I think about two. with Seinfeld is I think I remember I watched the first
1: pilot episode of Seinfeld and I was like, oh, this shit's fire! Like, oh, so you did like the pot? Okay, see, I did too. What, I liked it from the jump, but it's different. It is a different show because it's less about. It's more about Seinfeld being a form, being a comedian in its life, yeah. And, and then it becomes the George Elaine in uh Kramer show around Jerry's life. Yeah, yeah. So, but
0: yeah, I th- but I think you know the. Starting Friends from the beginning, we fall,
1: Yeah, I got to because I'm. I, the, I, I had
0: the only thing I had growing up DVD wise, like TV. I had the Friends season one. For real? So I watched so many of that. I had season. Fresh okay. Prince
1: of Bel Air season one, two, and three. So I watched. Yeah. I watched all that shit.
0: Yeah, the only ones I can see them on DVD right now is Friends season one. I had the Office season two, and I had every season of Friday Night Lights.
1: Nice, nice. I wish we had a new sports TV show. That'd be great. Yeah, a good one. one right now. I swear, Schubert, if we get popping in our TV creation, I'm going to make one because I'm tired of just not giving a realistic good sports TV. But is that to, is that more on the actors being shitty or is it more on the people not knowing how to write one? I, I always think it's the latter, but it might just be because these actors aren't athletic
0: and can't shoot a jump shot. I think that's possible that it is partly because the ath- actors are unathletic. Because I think like it has to do with
1: it. Like, that has to be but, a play a part in it.
0: But I just don't know, like, how many people are trying to do
1: a realistic sports know, show. Like, One Tree Hill,
0: uh, yeah. where, where, like, maybe that was quasi realistic. I was so one, in one Tree, one but season. I'm saying, like, I just don't know if anyone wants to be like, okay, well, we're going to do the love centric, you know, Friday Night Lights where we're going to do
1: romance and stuff within a football I hate that. Like, just give me the sports, but you can't do that way because you got to try to hook the women exactly so i just don't know but maybe in the era of
0: streaming you could get away with it get away with it true but like like, every time they try to hook
1: the men they do the ballers angle where it's like oh we're making this guy uber famous to try to like we'll live his party lifestyle and it's like can you not just do it about the sport itself but i don't know if people want to watch that because then it's like why not go watch a documentary or a fucking sporting event
0: now one thing that i think is kind of dumb but i would like to see is the the docu series comedy in a well, sports a sport.
1: oh, ooh, yeah. now that would be
0: cash. Like you could do that really well. funny. Yeah, I agree. Cause like because it's just like how I think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aren't now. they doing like, that about what the is, Lakers? What is the... I don't know. I, don't I, think
1: so. I isn't uh, they're not doing that now with like a team like the Lakers? Or oh, I might be making that up. I thought they were. I
0: feel, but you feel like
1: they're doing something like that with like
0: a, a stupider sport. It's not with basketball. Like curling or something.
1: They might it might be. Oh, wait, you, you might be right. It's it's one of those. It's one of those. I think you're right about the curling thing. I do remember a show about that. But yeah, no, with the Bucks, great example. Like Antonio Brown taking off all his shit. Like that. The funny thing is, London, is I'm thinking about that.
0: And I can't remember if I actually remember that they're going to make a curling show or that was a pigeon question. Because I know oh, I have made that a pigeon there, question.
1: There, there's both. Like, I think I think there is a show. I think there's two. I think there's a curling one. And I think there's a basketball one. And I, I think, think one of those have been set on Pitch Look, man, let me... The look. curling
0: one, I'm I'm sure, I think has been on Pitch It. comedy, yeah. series... That, that's what happens when you do a show about pitching television shows and movies. And then, like, you're talking down line you're like, oh, yeah, I totally remember hearing that get pitched. Jeez, I it's wish... Like, that wasn't real.
1: Uh, I thought I thought there was something. I would have to go back through all the bros who binge notes. I feel like... But, never, yeah, never...
0: Yeah, I don't. Know. But I would like to see that basically because, like, how I think of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Brady and Gronk's dynamic, and then you know, AB. Like, imagine if like that was like a comedy, a scripted comedy. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I would love it. Jason Pierre-Paul, who has three fingers.
1: <laughs> uh, that would be really great. So no, you're right. But yeah, I guess the other. Yeah, what you got? Yeah, for man, it's been a while
0: since we had a, a good, a good. Uh, but yeah but that was another conversation for another day archive 80 81 remember i talked about it earlier definitely check that out this week that's what i'll be doing and also on netflix on friday they got a movie called munich that's coming out that is about spies in 1938 at a some convention in munich where they're just starting to discover that the nazis were a bunch of crazy psychopaths and it's got the main character from 1914 or 1912 or whatever that World War I movie is. Okay. And uh, Jeremy Irons. is the other one.
1: Okay, wait. No, I was... Okay, so I was right. Okay, so Netflix did announce a straight-to-series order for an untitled workplace comedy inspired by the Lakers. Wow. Oh, it's going to be that like might a be... Do- it's gonna be docu-series with Elaine Klo, who will act as the showrunner with Mindy Kaling as the uh, producer. That's going to be front office, though uh yeah you're right you're right between the family owners and right. the front office team yeah you're right
0: we're like i want one
1: that's gonna be like
0: you know the players we're, we're and we're and they're doing stuff like playing wise where they're yeah like in the you game the and coach right.
1: and you gotta have the gm yeah i know you're right the curling thing was a pitch it response it was
0: yeah it was. <laughs> All right, but are you ready to talk about the two oh, shows yeah. now?
1: Let's go. Let's let's do boba first because it's you, you right. could you could spearhead that one.
0: Pretty much, I thought that this episode was pretty great. I just I, didn't you like know, the a lot of people are going to be person. against it. Um, I think you know when you when you realize who the director is, Robert Rodriguez, and then you think about all the stuff that he just incorporated into that episode. It's spy kids and Star Wars. It mm. is. I get it. But this is the guy who shot spy kids. So of course it looks like spy kids in Star Wars. You're right. It's supposed does. to look like. You're um, so right. but I, I thought you know, I thought the the car chase or whatever and speeder chase was warranted. Like, was it goofy that they all had, you know, Power Rangers colored <laughs> scooter? Sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, the concept is there. Like this is Boba. This is the gangster film in Star Wars. And you could see it even more so in this in yeah. this episode. With all the stuff with the huts and like now there's like, you know, even more stuff going on behind the scenes and like, you know, I feel like this is a lot more cerebral than people are taking. Not everything in Star Wars has to do with the the world involved. Like that was the issue that a lot of people have with the Mandalorian at the beginning was they were like, well, how does this tie into this, this, this? Like, no, this is about surface level here. And yeah. Boba Fett's even more so. Like, this is legitimately nothing to do with anybody else but the criminal underworld. That's it. It has nothing fair. to do with anyone
1: else. That's super fair. So,
0: like, and, like, you know, people might be upset that he, they may think that he's weaker than he is, but, I mean, like, dude was in the Starlock pit. We don't know what, what kind of stuff that does to your body. Like, mm-hmm. dude's old, man. Like, Yeah, he is an like, old man. He's not clone. the young
1: guy. This is older Bullenfit. Yeah. Like, what and, do you I mean? We don't know like how clone
0: genetics work either. Yeah, true. Like he could be dying. And so, but yeah, so he could be dying. But you know, I thought the stuff with when uh, Black Chrysanthemum came in, like took him out of the back of the tank, and was just like beating his ass. Then he takes the gaffy stick and starts that was attacking him with that. I was like, this is this is dope, and like this the fact of the matter that like all that stuff of the Tuscan Raiders comes back, and like you know he's wearing the Tuscan Raiders cloak, he's using the Gaffy stick. Like this was just like a, a phase in his rehab of coming out of uh, the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. He needed, you know, I knew that I knew that they were gonna die at some point. Matt gets him on his his next bag. Uh, I guess he's gonna, you know be killing some dudes in the next one.
1: I'm just ready to see uh, him go
0: off. I'm ready to see him ride that Rancor. Mm, you think he's going to ride it? Oh, yeah, dude.
2: What's Real. that guy's name?
0: Danny Trejo? You don't yeah. bring Danny Trejo in here unless the dude's going to teach him how to ride Rancor.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was true. Danny Trejo's going to get him to ride a Rancor. That'd be hard. Machete meets Boba yeah. Fett.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I thought that that episode was great. The only episode I've had an issue with was the first one. And I just think that it was just, like, difficult in getting into what this was. And now that I'm into what this is and figuring out, like, what's next for Boba Fett down the line. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I have no issues with the show at all. I mean, yeah, I think, I'm, like, I'm like it. Having-
2: Having a young bad. crew
0: or whatever is like it's nothing. I mean, it's just like imagine if he was a bounty hunter doing bounty hunter things and he had to get a crew and like this is like his crew of street youth. And it's not like
1: of, they're gonna be there every time. I don't think so. Yeah, this might have been I like. That,
0: how, I don't. Oh, go ahead. I think that they're gonna be like there because like they're gonna be part of his crew. Like they're gonna the people who does do things for him. Like that and one kid's gonna be spying for him.
1: Yeah, you know, like, stuff like like that. His little like, lackeys.
0: I think they're going to be around, but I don't think they're going to have like two emotional connections. Like, I think a lot of people think that this new, this girl and him are probably going to be like, he's going to like mentor her or some shit like that. I don't know. But like, I, I think they'll definitely be around. I just don't know how heavily involved they're going to be with like the A plot of Boba Fett.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I was hoping they'd be more like my man. Um, what's my guy's name? Son son of uh hey, Mando. what's his name? What's my guy's name, bro? Uh <laughs> Yeah, Bobby Conavale's son. <laughs> I, I, hey it, Mando. I liked it, man. That, people still hate on that episode. I fucked with it.
0: <laughs> uh the Amy Sederis' character was actually um an Easter egg in that last Boba Fett episode. She was I don't, even,
1: the, I don't even know if I recognize it. She was in the background. That, oh, okay. You
0: wouldn't have seen it. I didn't see it. I had someone screenshot it.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Is it Peacemaker time? Yeah. Ah, Schubert, talk about a fucking good show. Oh my gosh. Give James Gunn the fucking keys to the kingdom and just let him go. But like, when I say that, I I don't know if I I want like his full grasp of everything, but I definitely want him to like have his his section of things. Because like, I don't know if James Gunn would work doing Batman and Superman, but I know James Gunn works doing this type of shit. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, I mean I think this is the lane that he. Like, if you want to give take this lane,
1: if you want to like give James Gunn a superhero, give him Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, and let's have a fucking spectacular show.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fine. I guess what I'm saying, like, don't try and put a you know, a square, a square shaped James Gunn. Peg in a circle shaped, you know, Justice League hole.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: don't ask him to do something that's like out of his norm of doing. I think that this show is going to be good. Um, again, it's uh, similar to Boba Fett. This isn't something that you're supposed to be like thinking about the overarching how Story, things go. Like, yeah. you no, shouldn't be thinking about this. this as like, oh, yeah, well, we're super. And we're like,
1: if all, if all these people are out here, then like, blah, 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 blah. But blah. See, I'm like, I think this matters though, at least to what he's doing because out is bio, is fucking amanda waller's daughter and like to me out of the three episodes that's one of the things that i'm so intrigued about like yeah, what are I they going to really do too much on that what are they going to do when they find out that that's amanda waller's daughter like hardcore is going to be, be fucking pissed, pissed. <laughs> like but also she's realizing that her mom sucks like I understand you love your mom, and that, and like you could tell, she's like, "Damn, is my mom a killer?" Like when Hardcore's talking shit on her, it's like, "Fuck, yeah, bitch, your mom sucks." Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely one of the subplots that is really interesting. Um, You know, I think you know, yeah, as you mentioned, John Cena is doing a really phenomenal <sighs> job. Doing John Cena's is a fucking star. They did great at the beginning and figuring so out. He's so fucking big too. Get, like of. <laughs> navigating like how he's like how the show is oh different, yeah i like the connection to suicide Dead squad like how they did the
1: previous into yeah. this i thought that was great loved seeing him uh and they're making references to it too mm-hmm. where he's like yeah
0: you should and yeah, yeah dad there was this guy, this guy Blood, Bloodsport, Bloodsport. yeah, Bloodsport. yeah. Uh, and he was like afraid of rats. So, we and we had a girl on the team who was, bro, we're seeing blood,
1: we're seeing blood sport this season. Maybe not Idris Elba know. in face, but we might see in costume. I don't know. I pray. I pray. I would love to see him bring him back. Like, and James Gunn's talking about maybe doing a they, they about having somebody do a blood show. I would fucking love a blood show with Idris Elba. I think he would do it. I think he would do it. Yeah, Idris would do it. Fuck yeah. Give him, Idris is doing anything that sounds fun, that, that has that money behind it. So, give him yeah. the coin and he do it. But John Cena kills, like, let's talk about this show. John Cena kills Um, I, real quick, John I like Cena's vigilante. character. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Just, we're going to talk about the three episodes entirely, but just to see John Cena come as like this guy who's like, I'm peacemaker. And they, they mentioned it multiple times on how I'll kill men, women, and children to get peace they really hung on to that line to make the series i see because seeing john cena cry in the bed before they introduce vigilante seeing him talk about his loneliness how he's realizing damn was flag right was i a loser like all that shit's powerful for a villain because you got to think like i always wonder like what happens when these people go home and he lives in a trailer like his life sucks i see why he's a fucking villain
0: And, and his dad, like is just you know just the super, fir- his dad's the him? first
1: peacemaker, like they call him white dragon, but I don't think people realize those helmets are not John Cena's fucking helmets. those helmets are his dad's i I stand on that, like I understand he's the white dragon and everything, but if you know peacemaker's origin, the original peacemaker was a fucking racist and like only killed black people, and like I understand they like John Cena's peacemaker. They thought had some of that where he, they were like, well, you kill more black people than white, but he's not a racist like his dad. I don't think his dad made those helmets for John Cena. I don't believe that at all, at, at all. Because if you think about it, the suit, he was like, this shit's too tight. Damn it, dad. Or, did, people might think he washed it. No, I think that's his dad's fucking suit. That makes sense. Think I about that, that though. Think about that, though. Would, 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 would he, from what we've seen from Robert Patrick, would he make those helmets for John Cena? He does not fuck with him.
0: No, yeah, you know, I, I get that vibe. Like, I was really confused when I first saw that scene. I was like, why is this dude making him helmets if he, like, hates himself? So
1: it's him. And people people on the internet are running with the white dragon thing. Yes, that may be true. That might He might still very well be white dragon, but I think he was the original peacemaker, like 100%. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, I could totally see that happening. I really do.
1: But the white dragon um, thing is but, cool when he was in the fucking thing and they're like me, they start doing know.
0: Yeah, it, it was wow. It definitely um was a good ending point of that third episode. I'm like, oh, and now what happens next?
1: Why did Economos send out of anybody? John Economos could have sent the fucking jail. He sent Peacemaker's dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was really stupid of him. Like, I, I so don't know stupid. if he like truly understands how stupid that was.
1: <laughs> like, Mer was pissed. <laughs> I'm trying to I think what like,
0: else. Now he's, now he's going to build up the prison. He's going to have his own army.
1: Yeah. Vigilante. The stuff with Vigilante is dope. I love Vigilante. Very different Adrian yeah, I Chase. That,
0: that was the dude. From I Arrow. That, that was the dude who was in Harry Potter.
1: Oh, wait, what?
0: Freddie Stone? He's in. Yeah, he's in Harry Potter. The six. A, the six and. Is he a Weasley? 7A, seven 7B seven movies. No, he. um He's this character named Poor Mac McClagan. And he's like all about hermione and it's part it's part of the the subplot for ron to like understand his
1: feelings for hermione. Oh, didn't catch that. But like very different than the Adrian chase we see in Arrow.
0: I don't know. Oh yeah, the Adrian chase we see in Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different for sure.
1: I, but I do like this vigilante.
0: This I love it's it. more
1: so this, this yeah world. I like how he killed those butterflies. Like, he was like, oh, sorry, Peacemaker. Don't worry, I got you. Bop, bop. <laughs> and he's singing a song. Vigilante's a fucking lunatic, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's wild. He's a wild person. When he
1: was moving his face, he was like, I have to move my my face so they can't recognize. <laughs> and then, bro, they let... What a what a shitty way for Judo Master to go out at the hands of John Economos.
0: <laughs> oh, he's not, he's not out, though oh yeah true he'll be he's back just,
1: he's just knocked out
0: for right now yeah <laughs> well, i think he's gonna join the team or whatever because like that's what it seems like if he's in the intro like that see i don't you know, know if the he's intro, like, the they team. pick how they pick him up or whatever yeah
1: they do pick him up you're right he might be a part of the team
0: damn because I don't he's know. gonna find out that he was like you know working for a butterfly working for butterflies and he's gonna be like oh shit
1: maybe interesting i like that theory i'll fuck with he's, that He signed on for seven episodes all I know is, oh, he has. Okay, well, then damn. All I know is James Gunn said episode six is the one.
0: Okay. So so we got a couple weeks for that.
1: Yeah. And oh, man, I hate that it's once a week now. Because once I watched those first three, I was like, where's the rest of the season? I know. You got to wait on it, man. No, oh, week to week. Last. I'm going to be watching this week to week. Every. And I you know how I know it's a good show? When I put something on that curse, like starts to watch and she's like, what you watching? And I'm like, oh. You want to know what I'm watching? Peacemaker. And then she gets into it by the end of it. Like, great. The scene where John Cena fights the butterfly for the first time was great. When you find out about the helmet for the first time, that was a beautiful scene. And that's where I was like, man, dude's huge. John Cena's fucking ripped. That's a big man. Yeah.
0: No, he's a giant giant man. But when um, he hits the helmet with the sonic
1: boom, crazy.
0: Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Um... I uh, really enjoyed the stuff in the apartment building where he mm-hmm. was like
1: trying to escape. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And that Talking woman had sex with him. Like, And then she yeah. ends up and doing he does it. It. <laughs> Yeah, her, her, her and vigilante. Hand vigilante. Ah! That man, poor man. <laughs>
0: I thought that was wild.
1: I was like, "They smoking like, weed." That
0: they never really go there. And like, I had just seen Eternals this week too. So I was like, "Oh, so we're really going with sex in these comic book
1: Yeah, bro. Fuck yeah, because that's how it is. And then I love the joke that Vigilante says, "See if this was two years ago, how to kill y'all for that?" Because Vigilante doesn't fuck with people doing drugs, and it's legal now. Like that's fucking hilarious. Also, love John. Love fucking. I let me tell you, I could tell that James Gunn wrote this during the pandemic, because the one joke that makes me realize this, and I could tell he was on social media because on TikTok during the pandemic, there was this whole trend of fucking Mandela effect shit. And the Bernstein bears was part of the Mandela yeah. effect shit. And as the jokes going on, the curse, like, ah, that's funny, but it is Bernstein bears. I was like, no curse it is Bernstein bears. I've looked this, this is a Mandela effect thing. She's like, no, you're fucking lying. I'm like, Google it. She Googles it, and she's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, Mandela Effect. I could tell James Gunn was on social media during fucking the pandemic and saw the Mandela Effect because of that. Like, that was hilarious to me.
0: pretty funny. Like, real thing. Yeah, I mean, I do like that. They added stuff like that. I mean, that's what makes this, you know, so so funny is that it has definitely lots of different kinds of comedic elements. But, like, this is very similar. Well, like I was saying at the very beginning of the podcast where it was like, you know, you were comparing this to other things. I'm like, this is very uncomparable to a lot of different superhero things because it's one, it's not a superhero. Yeah, true. Two, it's not following the traditional superhero story. True. It's more so like
1: anti-hero. super
0: villain, anti-hero, comedic. It's suicide squad. I mean, it's yeah. like
1: exactly carbon copied of what they were it it truly on feels like a, can, it truly feels like a sequel to that movie. Or like maybe yeah. not a sequel, but a spinoff of the character that feels legitimately in that world.
0: Yeah, I mean it's the most perfect next level. Yeah, transition mm-hmm. I've seen into that even and more I, so. I'd be okay yeah, with except, a bloodsport you know, movie. With,
1: I mean a bloodsport TV yeah. show. I like people are talking about Ratcatcher two. I don't know if Ratcatcher two could. And this is no she issue, can't carry it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think she can. Like, this is of the character. That's, the show that's works. Of, like the powers. Exactly. The show works so well because A, John Cena can carry it, and B, Peacemaker's interesting. Bloodsport's interesting because of like who he is, what he can do. He could be a Hitman type show, whatever you want it to be. But I just don't know if Ratcatcher 2, what she's doing is, I don't well, feel I like mean, she's being like, a villain. Bloodsport's right a
0: really good example. A blood sports show and a peacemaker show are going to be vastly different
1: v- completely different Pe- a blood sports show is more like a normal superhero show. It's more like
0: Falcon winter Soldier
1: missions that type and of then, thing but from a villain side mi- from a villain perspective
0: yeah yeah where like this is nothing you, you can compare it to
1: closest thing you could is the boys and even then that's a stretch yeah you yeah super crooks really really this is more like the harley quinn tv show than anything yeah really it is like because and then the the comic like the balls that james gunn has to make this so comic lorry the fact he put batmite in this and that makes me think that batmite was either a chasing around michael keaton or b chasing around ben affleck is fucking hilarious to me yeah i think i
0: think it's keaton
1: it has mm-hmm. it, it. It's going to be key to post flashpoint, but
0: yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, yeah. That's that mention. I mean, they even throw in little mentions like a not Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wonder
1: Woman. I'm fucking talking about the small homunculi like- in the DC universe. That's fucking hilarious. Peacemaker's like I hate those small freaks. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> I, and I love far court. Like that is uh. James Gunn's lady girlfriend in real life but her name I believe is Jennifer Holland great Jennifer actress Holland. like great actress and I could tell James Gunn was like I could tell he benefited from her being his girlfriend in that shot where peacemakers like zero and in he really captured that woman's beauty where he's like man peacemakers like damn I I kind of have a crush on her and like James Gunn made, made her look incredible I was like yeah I could tell that that's your girlfriend yeah but she killed it though.
0: She was a makes badass. Sense. Yeah, she she did really good. Like you said, Danielle Brooks playing. Um oh, Adebayo. Adebayo. She's she my second really favorite Like,
1: if I had to rank this show, I would say Peacemakers one, Hardcore in Autobio are tied for two, and Vigilante's three. I love Autobio's okay. character. The fact that she had the nerve to bring her her wife with her on this shit. <laughs> like, what a dummy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and her wife
1: and her dogs, and then
0: like <laughs>
1: then kicked them to the curb.
0: <laughs> yeah, then kicked them to the curb. But they, and then like, but they it, got
1: naked pigs and had the vagina on the fucking iPad. That
0: <laughs> that was a surprising one for me. That like w- that was like a gas moment for me. I could not believe <laughs> that they did that. I was, like,
1: I was shocked. <laughs> but nah, I wasn't shocked because I meant to tell you, they got John Cena doing softcore porn, fucking that bitch doggy style early in the show. I was like, Oh, we're really going there. <laughs> like I was like, man. John Cena isn't, really isn't going back to wrestling anytime soon because of the type of guy he is in the wrestling world would not be fucking a woman dog. He's not on the screen like that. No. This is so but different. It shows his range. He's but that range. shows how different he is from The Rock because The Rock would never do that. The Rock would never do that.
0: I don't know. I think he would.
1: I don't. Has he? Think about that. I, it would have
0: to be earlier in his career. I don't <laughs> think he would now. Hey,
1: that's what I'm saying. He's not doing that shit now. It's over with. He, he didn't even do it when he was younger. The Rock follows the, the Will Smith thing. Never do anything that makes you look like a bad guy. He follows that Will Smith blueprint. John Cena's like, I'm gonna just make cool shit. He was the Scorpion King. He wasn't fucking nobody in Scorpion King. And that movie was ass. It was ass. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen The Rock have sex in a movie. Think about I that. did you say that? I think, think about I it now. Like I, I, I saw John Cena have softcore porn in Peacemaker. Like he was going after it, bro. Look that up. Like, I'm I'm dead ass. I don't think we've ever seen that. I think The Rock is kept his image that way because if he ever goes back to wrestling, apparently in the Persu- he did one in ballers. In ballers. Oh wait, he did do one in ballers, but it was it was it was short. The woman had all damn near all her clothes on. Yeah.
0: I'm seeing it now.
1: Yeah. That's the only one.
0: All right. All right. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know much more to say about the show. I mean, it's great. It's great.
1: Yeah, it's fucking great. I'm trying to think, did we miss anything? we talk Judo Master? Talk Vigilante. Talk Peacemaker. Talk the dad. Talk the butterflies. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much everything from the three episodes. Talk Horkhort. Do you like Myr and Economos? I think they're cool. Good characters. I'm interested in Merge yeah. Pass. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get get
0: to all of it. It was eight mm-hmm. episodes we got.
1: Yeah. So, so we have five left. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. That's pretty much it.
0: Um. Well, that wraps up everything for this episode of the Bros Who've Been Podcast. Make sure you check out our most recent "Run It Back," mm-hmm. where we uh reviewed Seven, the David Venture classic, and um. Any of our other podcasts that we have going on in Ambrose, we think, um, you know, we'll, we'll run it all through later. But I'm just even just going back to some of those running backs we had with, uh, oof, what was the one? The we did.
1: What well, we, uh, we had. and then we did family like vacation, Christmas vacation. Yeah, which is kind of like yeah, you so can watch it if you, you want. But but in Glorious Bastard is the one you should check out. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, or but tell everyone else what's going on with the network. All right, yeah, yeah. You can follow me at LimbWT, follow the bros think at bros who think. Uh, new bros who think podcast will be out this Thursday. New anime talk will be out Tuesday. Uh, like she would said, seven will be out by the time you guys hear this. The running pack. Uh, a new One Piece manga review will be out this week. If you haven't checked out the first episode of the Discord discussions, check that out with JJK. A new one with where we're talking all things my hero. That'll be out this week. And then the One Piece one is coming. So we got that show running. Got some other stuff planned for the, for the network. Just stay tuned. We're ready to get going for this year. So yeah, got a lot of stuff coming out. So just be on the lookout. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, subscribe on YouTube.
0: All right. Well, um, definitely check out everything that's going on with the network. Make sure you check us out next week. We'll talk more Peacemaker. We'll talk more Book of Boba and whatever else comes on to our plate. I might try uh, so, to get Schubert to
1: watch The Tragedy of Macbeth on Apple TV because I'm watching. I, I should that. have said that on Movie on the Rise.
0: I could do that. I'm probably, Yeah, so we'll talk about too. I know I can definitely get that done. Yeah. Um. So everyone out there, have a great week. We'll catch you next week. And as always, keep binging.